If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. It is great to be with you on a Monday after a win on a Friday. Woo! Extra days to let that soak in. Wasn't Saturday fun, kids? Saturday's fun as you sit back and think about, uh, you know, being able to watch everybody else get after one another. And we're already in firing season, Tom. We got firings. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, who guessed it first? I don't know. Probably everybody, right? Um, Arizona State's made a change. <laughs> hey, we got to be thankful for that, man. If it's not for Herm Edwards being dysfunctional, Johnny Wilson's not here. I know. I know. I like that Herm took the job. And never learn the NCAA rules. It's just like, ah, you know. Why are we the devils? <laughs> so it's just, yeah, we, we kind of first guessed that uh, Herm would do poorly. And that has happened. And he's been dismissed. Nebraska the- fired their defensive coordinator. And yeah. I'm like, man, they improved every year on defense under him and Scott Frost uh, until this year. So, I don't know. Maybe it's not him. But they don't get it. They don't get stops. No, well, they don't get stops. That you know what that's about. If they've improved every single year, and yet the first chance they get to fire them, that tells you about the behind the scenes. Well, they're and, looking for a reason. Well, Mickey Joseph is <laughs> he's t- attempting to get the job, and you want to talk about getting screwed? Hey, you're the interim coach. Let's get ready for Oklahoma. <laughs> wait a minute, wait. A minute. You couldn't have left Scott in place for one more week. To take this ass beating, and then I'll take over. Hell, make it two, right? (laughs) Because then you get to October, and it's cheaper for you. That's what's on the line this weekend, by the way, sir. We win this ball game with whoever the hell's rolling out there against Mm -hmm. BC. Mm -hmm. You're going to make it out of September undefeated. Oh, my God. The next weekend is October 1st. You could make it through September without a loss. Oh, buddy. Well, it's already our first 3-0 start since 2015. We were very different people when we were talking about that on a Monday. It's just silly how uh, w- well how quickly time goes by. First of all, but secondly, just how bad we've been. But Florida State does win. Obviously, led the show with the celebrations of uh, Friday night's victory, and and for all the reasons that I think everybody was excited about. I mean, you want to win, and that that in and of itself is a reason to be excited. You, you did, 
but the way, the, the way they, they, they fought through a lot, a lot of adversity and got the win, and a lot of kids that hadn't had uh, or hadn't been relied upon to have those moments uh, where they had to be dependable, they had to make plays. Uh, you know, to see those kids do that in that environment is, uh, is important. And so it's very important to think now that you might have a legitimate backup quarterback that can play and win you games if need be. If he has to spell Jordan Travis for this weekend, for example, you can win with him. You weren't sure prior to the second half on Friday night that you could. I mean, he had given you no evidence that he could execute the simplest of things. Correct, but we're not. I'm not retiring the question just yet. Well, because preparing all week, if you're going to be the starter, is a very different animal than being thrown well, into the fire. It's also a lot easier. It's a lot easier. If you put pressure on yourself, maybe not, though. Well, I think that you'll rep a, whatever it is he's comfortable with. They're going to cater the game plan to him is the point, and this gets a lot easier for him at that point. Well, you know me. I love the Rotomaker. I've wanted the Rotomaker to exist. He and finally he, showed us that he could be. And yes. he was born on Friday night. But look, you know, you got to prove consistency, too. One game does not a quarterback make. And so there is another challenge this week if he is, in fact, going to be the quarterback. We'll find out as the week goes along. But that's also a big deal because now you're in front of your home fans. There's extra pressures here. Can you flush that? Can you flush those pressures? Because if he can and he performs well again this week, then the question is retired. Don't you think um, if it's 50-50, there's no cause to roll Jordan Travis out there? Meaning if he's... if he might dress him but not play him. Right, I'm saying like... If he could go and this was for the ability to make the college football playoff or win the ACC or something, and you said to the young man, all right, can you give it a go? This is the game. This is the one we have to have. This is, you know, if we shoot you up, can you play? Yeah, I can play. I'll. It's a pain tolerance thing. I'll give it a go. Okay, but that's not this game. It's BC. They've looked terrible in every game because they can't block right now. You just found out Tate can do – more than you thought, certainly, and you have other ways to win this football game. Yeah, man, I, I'm sitting Jordan Travis if it's close. If if I'm told by the doctors, hey, give him another week and he'll be fine. He just needs to, to rest this. Let's let the swelling go down. We'll get it worked out. You know, he'll go therapy. He'll work it out. Yeah, man, I, I'm I'm not starting this week unless he's great. Unless he feels fine, I, I you know. We'll see. I mean, obviously, that he tweet knows. Well, that tweet was great to see yesterday. It was. I mean, he Not did. to overuse the word great, but that's what he put in the tweet. Um, you know, I mean, we're running the ball very effectively right now. I went through the game metrics here uh, afterwards. Yeah. and The sack-adjusted yards per carry was over six. Yeah, it's very impressive. Um, Which was the scout that we thought we'd be able to run the football, but because Jordan started 11 for 11 in the game, we didn't call a lot of runs. And upon further review of Jordan's time, there weren't a whole lot of runs that he turned down. Right, correct. He called his own number a lot, which was fine. Right. No, but what I'm saying is there there're not a whole lot of RPOs where he's throwing the ball. There's a lot of just drop back throws. I think the, the, oh, well, the staff might have Well, they schemed those first two. I mean, they knew exactly correct. how to expose Louisville. But from there my question is, yeah, well the first play is beautiful because he, that's a hard thing to defend. It's like a goal line concept where you got a tight end to block and you know, next thing you know, he's running behind you. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if maybe the coaching staff saw, oh, my God, this is so open for business. For the drives three, four, and five, let's just drop back and throw the ball. There wasn't a whole lot of run action there or choices for Jordan to make. There was just mm-hmm. a lot of get you some in the drop back game, and he started 11 for 11. You know what's crazy, Tom? Our success rate in the second – so the first quarter was 
I mean, that's that's rather silly. Uh, in the second quarter, it was eighteen percent. We all mm-hmm. we all know mm-hmm. why. Uh, but in the second half, the third quarter were forty four percent, and in the fourth quarter were forty one percent. Both those percentages are better uh, than Louisville's in the second half. And obviously, Louisville scored ten total points in the second half. That's the weird part for the defense. We haven't even really broken that down yet. But yeah, they they weren't great, but they weren't as bad as the fan base thinks. I didn't think the first quarter was that bad. Upon looking at it a second time, we the, get in the in the moment you're thinking, Adam, again, again, we've got a bye week, and you've got years to stew over the fact that these guys own you. And really, there weren't a whole well, lot you, of coverage busts. Malik made a ton of plays in that first quarter, like just, just ones where you shake your head and you go, "Oh my God, you're gonna throw that back shoulder fade? Oh man, you're gonna make these two guys miss in the hole, even though they're there and the responsibility he, is being." He, he does do that. He he can do that. And I'm so glad that this two game sequence with nightmares of quarterbacks who can scramble in the open field is over. Yeah, and we won both of them. And this wow. next guy can't at all. So there you go. You, right. you know where he's going to be located this week. Now the problem is though. We don't know if we're going to have verse. Uh, he really is your only consistent pass rusher now that wins on the edge. Okay, that consistently wins on the edge. And I don't know if Fabian's back. You really, to get to where we want to go, those two guys have got to get back healthy and be playmakers. And they both are. When, you know, when, when, when they're in, they're great. Uh, we're just a different defense. It's an understatement. Everybody knows this. But we're just a different defense when Fabian Lovett is in the game. Right. He changes the dynamic of the game. Uh, you're not open for business between the tackles uh, to run the ball when Fabian Lovett's in the game. You can be when he's not. And we got gashed yeah. well, in the second half several times. And you're shorthanded at corner. You know, they, they knew before the season started that corner was enough of a concern that they dipped into the portal after camp started to go get Malik Feaster from Jacksonville State. And they had talked about that at the luncheon before camp. Uh, they talked about that in the offseason. If you're dialed into Michael's coverage, they, they, hey, guys, they might use the final spot on a defensive back. They, they probably want another corner. So they knew something was coming here at this position. When Omarion doesn't play, you feel that too. And Tatum was out for a good stretch in the yeah. first half. Mm-hmm. I mean, at each level, you have been affected. Well, I mean, the injuries are the story of the young season besides the gut-check victories. Uh, they've had they've had to win gut check victories because a they're not a great team so they're not going to overwhelm a bunch of people, and b they've had all this adversity with injury they've had to overcome and and get these wins and this is why you celebrate the culture flip I mean it's complete now you obviously see how hard and together they play the complete and total buy in into what the head coach has espoused from the get go it is. I think safe to say that has taken hold. I mean, there's no getting around that now. We always wondered about that, um, but no, man, they're they're fine. I they got to figure out kicker. We talked about it last hour. I don't want to belabor the point. I feel bad for the young man, but I mean, listen, you you got to be brutally honest when you're assessing your team. He can't make anything right now. He doesn't look like he can make anything right now. He, in fact, it. it it's all over. It's written all over his face how broken he is. And I know Mike keeps saying, hey, he's my kicker. Great. Well, uh, publicly fine. Say whatever you want because you don't want to, whatever, send him further down that hole of despair. But Right. Maybe uh, he'll come back. Maybe. But he wasn't really good before he lost his confidence, so let's not lose sight of that either. It's not like he was some All-American that's just lost it for a moment. I mean, I get it if uh, – you know, you're watching, again, with my golf analogies, but if you're watching a golf tournament and Rory McIlroy has a bad driving day, it's safe to assume he'll get it back. I mean, he's been really good at doing that for a long time. Fitzgerald's been average to below average since he's arrived, and now he's terrible. 
So there's no evidence that he's going to no. just suddenly find it. And then the other thing that I think that's more serious even than the defensive issues is that you now have basically no strikes left at tackle. Okay, you lost so, your two starting tackles. I mean, you know, let's see how long Robert Scott is out. I hope the news is good. But that one looked rough. That one looked rough at live speed on Friday night. And Bless is done for the year or, you know, yeah. at least a long period of time, Certainly whatever Mike like said. Yeah. Um, his arm's in a sling. That's not. I mean, you kind of no, need no. your arm if you're playing tackle. Yeah, no, no, I don't think he's coming back. We had nothing but guards playing tackle. So I do feel like you're – the pieces that you keep moving around, uh, you, you can put whoever out. I don't think Scott was great anyhow. I don't want him to be hurt. Right. I hope he's okay. We're better with him than without him. But you just I don't think that, that it's a massive drop off if you put Washington out there. You know no, what I mean? it's not. But the problem is now he's your backup center and he's your swingman if if somebody else goes down. Correct. And now who's next? Let's well, say you lose let's another tackle. Knock on wood that you don't. Uh, well, only if Mike's luck changes. If it stays the same, I mean, now you got to choose between Lloyd Willis and Julian Armella. Somebody who's not physically ready, I don't think, down for down. Armella could maybe rotate No, but you out. don't want Armella to have to start playing no. now when you have NC State and Clemson still to come. That's not the – no. Precisely. No, that's not the – Precisely. Matter. No. Uh, Armella, this time next year as the starter, will be a much better player than Scott is. Yeah. Period. I agree. But I don't – I can't wait for them to run counter with Armella. Oh my God, he's yes. going to get there before he should. Yeah. They're like, you got to slow down, son. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. It's great. We can we can dare to dream. And I would go heavy again with the offensive line. I mean, you just it's unbelievable what you got to do to try to fortify the ranks. It's a brutal game. It's especially brutal in the trenches. They did well to go out and get the guys they did so that they could withstand some of these losses. Now it also you know, the, the underrated aspect, or the one that's not talked about nearly as much, of going out and getting transfer portal guys to come in and play for you, and many of them have been hurt, uh, is that you give another year for the other guys to develop and to lift and to get stronger. Seems half our line over the last several years, even when playing, are playing hurt and in need of off-season surgery. They never get to take the next step forward because they're rehabbing all the time. And so when you bide time by bringing in, you know, uh, Turnantine and guys like that, then that great. You can let Armella lift and get stronger and get better and learn and not have to start right away. So it's just – it is aggravating. The injury luck for Florida State has been awful to start the season. You'd like to think it's going to even out and that Florida State's going to go through several weeks without having guys go down. But who knows? I mean, it is arbitrary. You don't know. And, and I, I said at the beginning of the show – that it's so frustrating that you do irrational things. You lash out at Louisville. You lash out at the field. You lash out at football. You lash out at the strength and conditioning coach. You lash out at the nutritional. I mean, you're you're just wondering yeah. why can't we yeah. keep people healthy? Yeah. I did that in the post game show. Initially, I was like, "Yeah, it is the field," and then about ten seconds later, I said, "No, that's, it's not the field. It's not the field." But I mean, that's the thing, man. It is now because under the radar too. It's not exactly like your left guard's playing well. Of late, well, Gibbons, Gibbons is having a rough uh, go, and he looks hurt. Yeah, I don't know that he is, but I don't he's either. tiptoeing around like a child at times, and that's not who he is. That's why I, he's nasty. He can be mean, but yeah. he doesn't look mean right now. He several times in this game mm -hmm. looked timid, and I don't know where that came from. And Schrader didn't dress. I mean, God, sir, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm glad it's BC week. This is this is a good time to play BC. 
It doesn't mean that crazy stuff can't happen. Look around college football could be last lot, two weeks. Could be a lot closer. It could be. Could be a lot closer. hundred percent. It, it could be. We, you throw a couple early to... picks, short fields. Hey, you know. Hey, 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 hey! Speaking this into being, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Got to manage against well, the worst case scenario. Our role here, man. Travis J in a quarterback. I do love that the second any position group suffers an injury, people. Jokingly, these days, maybe Travis Jay can play right, right yeah. guard. Right. Can Travis Jay kick for us? <laughs> can he play tackle? Can he kick? Has Travis Jay ever kicked? He's a good athlete. He might be able to kick. <laughs> yeah. Orange Theory Fitness will keep you sane. It'll get you in better shape. You'll have more energy day to day, and that matters to all of us. We're all extremely busy. We all want to have more energy and be there for the people that depend on us, whether that's work or family or friends, whatever it might be. I would suggest you go give it a try. Orange Theory Fitness, there's two locations in Tallahassee. There's one in Midtown, there's one on the north side. And that first workout is always free. So if you're uncertain and you don't know if it's your cup of tea, I get that. Man, every workout program can be a little intimidating when you first start it. But that's why that first one's free. You'll go in there, you'll learn about how they operate, how it's science-backed, why it works, uh, and how you interact with coaches and, and that heart rate monitor. It's awesome. Uh, so it's, uh, it's worth your time. I'd go check it out if you're looking for a new program. Maybe yours has gotten stale. You want to see something new. Orange Theory Fitness. OrangeTheoryFitness.com to learn more. Jeffrey Johnson. Bravo, sir. My goodness gracious. We here on the JCS aren't used to that. That's a beautiful thing. Holy Jesus. What the f*** is that? Yeah, that's that's a reason to celebrate is what that is. Thank you, Jeffrey. Appreciate you. Our efforts are emboldened by folks like yourself. Thank you, Jeffrey. Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, you know, it is kind of impossible to, to project the remaining games. We get into this habit, all of us do, by looking ahead, looking ahead, looking ahead. I'd really like to enjoy these wins while I can. Um, but, but the injuries do affect what you think is possible. Uh, but again, right now, there's a whole lot of mystery surrounding some of these injuries. Not all of them. Obviously, Bless Harris is gone for the year. You know his status. You know Caden Lyles is gone for the year. You know his status. But everybody else that's been hurt, there's sort of a, well, I don't know. He could be back this week. Could be back in three weeks. Don't know. And even Fabian Lovett, you just don't know. Do you get him back right. uh, this uh, week, next week, Amarian, week after? Amarian, Span. What the hell was that? I didn't expect that either. Well, I still do we know? I don't. Well, it's really problematic because he's good. And and I think he has a chance to continue to really grow. Right, yeah. Spoiler alert, here's what I'll do. is If he makes a catch in uh, practice tomorrow, make sure it's in the practice observations. Thank so there you. you go. Thank you. Yeah. I'd like that. I hope he makes a catch. I'll be looking for your practice observations tomorrow. Um, <laughs> because it's, it is it is frustrating not to be. If he doesn't, he runs around and say, Deuce Span ran a great route on a play. Yeah, they didn't yeah. find him, yeah, but he yeah. ran a great route. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be. It's important um, because you know you, you'd like you see this offense play to play. I like this offense. I really do. But you look at the guys that they're rolling out there. I mean, Preston Daniel scores a touchdown, but he's out there for a ton more plays. Yeah, too many plays. <laughs> yes, he is. He's out there. Darian Williamson in the end around instead yeah, of Deuce, and, and Darian's going to be, I think, a decent player. But, but that, not that play. That's not. Mm-hmm. They had Lawrence Toafili split out wide yes, as did. a receiver with a running back in the backfield, which I, was interesting. That's how good a hands he has. They're like that absolutely. That catch he makes actually is one of Jordan's worst throws mm-hmm. over the middle. It's behind him. That's a yeah. great adjustment on the ball. 
Well, and think what they haven't done so far. Uh, they really haven't gotten a lot to Micah Pittman uh, on yep. the year so far. He has not made that big a difference at all. No, and, and there's one throw to Johnny. Uh, it's it's a deep post, well, a mid-level post, that it's it's mirrored. Pittman is also running one, mm-hmm. and Jordan sees Johnny first for the throw. It might be a third down play. Pittman might score, but Johnny's going to get you an explosive play, and he was definitely the, the read earlier. So Pittman is open at times. It's just not happening for him yet. Well, if you think about it, we've watched uh, Pokey Wilson have himself a great game. We've now seen Johnny Wilson have a huge game. Hell, even Malik McClain makes the catch in the back of the end zone That's there. That's important for him. It's important. I wish we could find any consistency out of him at all. Um, but like you're talking about, we're, we're seeing different guys. We, we just – how much better is this offense if all of a sudden you're talking about in a week or two, let's say by the time you play NC State, because you, you know maybe, maybe they're not all back by Wake or whatever, but maybe by the time you play NC State, and not the order, right? It's, it's BC, oh, that's then, yeah, yeah. It's BC yeah. Wake, and then NC State. So if by the time you play NC State, you have obviously a healthy Jordan Travis, a healthy Deuce Span, a healthy Winston Wright, Mm-hmm. 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 to go along with what we're talking about with Johnny Wilson's emergence and Pokey. And, and you know, all of a sudden, that you're looking at a, a weapons-laden receiving core. Like, they're not elite. Well, Johnny may end up being. But, but they're better than average. And all of a sudden, and with Jordan's growth that he's shown, you've got a, you've got a formidable, formidable – Situation develop because you run the ball well. If you can block it up for him it now. Just this offensive line has got to stay some semblance of healthy. Which stinks on a lot of levels. But in a way, because of what we're losing and what we've lost already with the two starters. Well, Caden, well, I don't know if he was going to be. I don't think Caden was going to start. Probably uh, not. We had but, hoped he would, but yeah. But he would have provided some depth, yes. Yeah. They did fix it. They fixed it. Yeah. And now they're having to wear it. It's like a penalty for fixing it or something. Well, I would do it again. I would do it again. Oh, you got to. No uh, choice. I, I, people would be so tired about Warchant.com's repeated updates on the transfer offensive lineman. <laughs> <There's> like, <laughs> Bring it back to that one. That's the fifth one we've brought in this offseason. What gives? Yeah. Did you watch this season? They all get hurt. What do you want me to do? Every one of them. Built a paper mache. I don't know what to tell you. Everybody gets hurt in that line. So frustrating. You want to bring Ira in now? You want to, you want to hold on to it? Yeah, we can we bring him in now. I don't want to make the man wait. But yeah, you got you just see that you have to throw so many numbers at it. The good news for Florida State is that they've proven themselves in the transfer portal um, with the selections that they've made, the guys they've brought in. It's been a win-win. It's been a symbiotic relationship to say the least, right? I mean, Florida State has won because of the guys they've brought in, or they've improved that segment group time and again. And then secondarily, those players have enhanced their position, uh, including one who went on to the first round of the draft. So. As you continue to win, your options should continue to open up, and you just obviously you have to throw numbers when we talk about the offensive and defensive lines at the problem. Ira Shafel, when we come back, bringing him in in just a moment, as we're wont to do on a Monday. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, and War Chant TV. Here we go. Let's talk to uh, my man, Ira Shafel. Before we do, before we do, I want to tell everybody really quickly tonight in the coop, seven thirty. Seven thirty, right? Robert here. Cooper, War Chant TV. 
That's right. Tonight at 7.30, War Chant TV. You're going to want to watch Big Coop off of yet another win. These are fun shows to do when you win, right? It's not uh, You can just yuck it up, have a good time, and he's entertaining. So that's tonight at 7.30. Let's bring in Ira Chaffel, WarChant.com. Hello, Ira. How are you, brother? Yeah, man. Poor Devontae Love Taylor last year had to wear it <laughs> on the Sunday night shows. You're like, Devontae, uh, not only did we lose, you've played terrible all year long due to injury. Um, your thoughts? <laughs> That's a tough show to do. Hey, Ira, on that note, so I did a Sunday show yesterday, uh, this college football rap that we're going to be doing, and my first guest was the poor bastard from Nebraska. Whose show I've got to host tonight? I got a call. So I got a text. I got a text yesterday evening right after dinner from Husker Online, the, the owner out there, Sean, and he's like, are we still doing uh, Monday Husker uh, wrap uh, tomorrow? <laughs> and I knew why he sent the text. I'm like, yep, be there with bells on, Sean. <laughs> well, now you're, you're, you're a big time 3-0 and guy. You can you know, you can look down at these people. But listen, I don't feel too bad for Sean because uh, he's about to have a coaching search. And he'll make plenty of money off of that, I can tell you that. Well, he's got a coaching search, and that's all they're going to talk about. And that's all I can – I'm going to be the greatest expert in the state of Florida on Nebraska football. I already know the candidates. I'm already talking to guys that are like boosters over there. I'm like, why am I having conversations with these people in Lincoln like I'm one of them? It's great. It's hilarious. Um, anyhow, Ira, they're 3-0, and and this was one of the most enjoyable wins uh, in the Mike Norvell era. The only one that I think I enjoyed maybe more was the win over Miami last year. Uh, here, the improbable win and the way that that happened will always you know, remain with me. But this was a win that was a culture win, a locker room win, a team win, a buy-in win, a toughness win, all of it. It was How, how much fun is that to watch? And, and what a reward it is for those kids, and, and, and in particular for Tate Rodemaker. Yeah, man, and you know, I think from a coaching standpoint, you're in this great place now where you set this foundation, and so you can get a win like that, but you can also point to all the things that have to get better, and so that's a great thing. I mean, that's you know, I think if you're Mike Norvell and his staff, and I think you could kind of hear it from the coaches today at the press conferences that now it's okay. You guys have proven that. Now let's go get cleaned up and let's get better at executing and better at playing this game. And that's man. That's again. That's it's just the, the you're in that process. Um, it's just a great place to be because all the other stuff doesn't really matter if you don't have that. And it, the fact that you do have guys that not only are willing to step up for each other, are willing to uh, care about each other and play hard for each other, but when they are pushed pushed into action, actually having some confidence to go do something. Um, you know, again, man, these are all steps that we haven't seen around here in a long time. It is, and it's something to get excited about because, you know, we certainly believed that it would happen, that he would get this buy-in, and, and but then you want that proof of concept. We say it all the time, and to see it play out is amazing. Now, I do have to ask you this. Um, let's talk about the injuries and what we know and don't know. I don't know how much we can say. Obviously, we're all very careful about not breaking those rules. Has there been any word on the uh, myriad players that are, are hurt for Florida State? Well, I mean, really, the big thing on the policy with injuries is, you know, if, if things happen at practice, we're not supposed to, because we're out there at practice, at their invitation, they don't have to let us watch practice, that so we can't write about things. But obviously, millions of people were watching that football game, so they saw guys get hurt. Mm-hmm. Travis is one of them. Jared Verse is one of them. Uh, there's three or four others as well. And uh, 
sounds like you know Mike Norvell today said that uh, they got encouraging news as they did evaluations over the weekend. He didn't give specific timetables uh, on any of that. But, uh, you know, again, I think in, in Gene, I think, posted some on the message boards what he's hearing. But basically it's, uh, you know, a lot of these things maybe a week or two, two or three weeks somewhere in that ballpark. We don't know specifically exactly, but it doesn't sound like anything was um, – season-ending, which is which would be great news if that's the case. What did uh, Coach Fuller have to say about the slow start on defense, and what was his thought uh, of their overall performance? It sounded like the biggest thing he was frustrated with was tackling. Um, he thought they, they really didn't tackle as well as they would have. Um, you know, he was, he was pleased, uh, especially in the second half, like I think all FSU fans were, with the way they made some one-on-one plays and down the stretch. Uh, I think that was the biggest positive takeaway is you had, you know, either whether it's uh, guys making tackles in space or on, on critical situations or it's the pass breakups by, you know, Shaheen Brown and, and uh, Akeem mm-hmm. Dent, different guys who stepped up. And so those one-on-one plays, I think, was a big positive to him. Um, you know, we talked about Kalen Deloach, and who obviously made some nice plays, but also, um, you know, had some issues with, with angles and things like that with dealing with Malik Cunningham. But I also think, you know, I heard you guys mention in the last segment or earlier in this hour that, you know, it's it's it, defense is going to be a lot, probably a lot more fun to play when you're not playing a guy like Malik Cunningham. Oh, I'm tired of watching all these guys run around crazy. It's nuts. <laughs> it's so it's and it's look, it's a taste of what people get when they face a guy like Jordan Travis. But but I you know I think um, you know the the open field stuff concerned him, and he you know, there's a lot of little things to clean up. But overall. I think his biggest thing he was positive about was the uh, the fact they made plays down the stretch when they had to, and he thinks that's going to give them confidence down the stretch as opposed to you know the LSU game where it looked like they lacked confidence late in the game. I'm going to ask your opinion now. I gave mine. We know what Mike said, but I'm wondering how long do you think, how many more chances do we give Fitzgerald here? I mean, I get it. Mike is a believer in his players. It paid off in the form of Tate Rodemaker and many others. But that is a kid whose confidence is clearly shot, and he's missing point-blank field goals. I uh, I don't know if they would want to go to the backup, but you can't do worse at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the impression that they – I'm going to take him at his word. I mean, I don't think that they're looking to make a change right now. I think their whole intent is trying to help Ryan through this. And the reality is, you know, he does have the – he's the best physical kicker that they have. I mean, they don't have anybody – that can kick as far and as accurately under normal circumstances than him. So that's what they want to try to fix. What you do, I mean, if it costs you a game or something like that, then, yeah, maybe you have to throw in the chips. But, but I think they're going to try to help him through it. To me, I watched, went back and watched some of those kicks, and, and they think that there's some technical things. I, and maybe I'm just projecting just from what I would be going through emotionally, just from a mm-hmm. pressure situation. It seems like, you know, he's trying to aim it. You know, it's like, he, and then one of the kicks, it looked like maybe he tried to not do that. And, and the one he pushed where maybe he just tried to kind of, I'm not going to aim it. So I'm just going to kick it as far as I can. And then he ended up pushing it. So I just think it's, it's, it's trying to figure that out. Um, but I think, man, I think they're going to stick with him for a while. I, I really do. And, and uh, I don't think it's just lip service. I think they're going to see if they can weather the storm with him. Yeah, on the one hand, you understand that if the guy's the physically uh, more talented of the players that you have, that you'd rather fix that than start anew. But at the other hand, man, I, uh, if you're playing a lot of close games and they figure to play a lot of close games, you just can't be steady missing field goals like he is right now. It'll be interesting to watch that play out and that competition play out in practice as well. Ira, always appreciate it, brother. Be well. 
Thanks, Jeff. See you, man. All right, take care. IrishFL, Warchant.com. Tomorrow we'll get together with him and Corey and we'll do some little headlines. Look forward to it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to watch guys miss kicks. It's so It changes the math. Everything about the game changes. Now you're on their 37, and you're thinking, well, everything's four-down territory. I can't run a play that sets me up for a better opportunity at a field goal here. i gotta, I got to run a play knowing that this is a play as a precursor to a fourth-down play I'm going to run because I'm going to go for it because this kid can't make a damn thing. Right. Like in that situation, let's just say that you come to the conclusion, if you're Mike Norvell, that we did before it well, happened, I, yeah, we, you'd say you're better off just throwing a jump ball to Johnny in the end zone on fourth and five. Worst case is a touchback. So you gain 15 yards of field position. You know what I mean? Like, that's the hard part here. And we don't forecast that Florida State's going to be playing in a lot of runaway games where we're winning by 10 and 14 points. That's the thing that's kind of amazing to think about now. You've missed all these field goals and you haven't been great on special teams. Yeah. And you've played two of your three games into the last seconds of the game uh, within a score and, and you've won. Uh, you, you know, sigh of relief, but. Right. That won't be... And that's the other thing about some of the situational management of, of goal-to-go play calling. And um, do you go four-down territory here or three-down territory? Do you go for it on a fourth-down period? Things like that. Those aren't critical conversations yet because we're looking for incremental growth and Florida State is satisfying our, our need for incremental growth. But if you want to take the step after that, these decisions are critical, so it's important to document them as we go here. Because yeah. it, they won't be isolated incidents if they cost you a game when there's more on the line, like a 10-win season or an Atlantic – well, the divisions are going away. A, a chance to play in the ACC championship game or a chance for a New Year's Six Bowl game. All of these things we have to document as we go along and say, Mike, are we going to be up for it down the stretch in the fourth quarter? Not just on the kicker, but on you. Well, think about this too, man. I, I've watched, and I know you have too, now, I don't think we can block them, but I didn't think we could block them last year, and we were in it with a chance to win it with the lead under six minutes to play. Clemson doesn't look good, man. When I watch Clemson's offense in particular, it's not good. Now, their defense is we're not going to block them. That, that's going to be a problem. But Atkins has found a way to scheme around that. We have found ways with angles. Oh, we're used to that trickery. in the last couple of years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we couldn't block them before. But their offense is hard to watch right now. They're lost. They don't know what they are on offense. That's not an automatic loss. Yeah. You're talking about it's here. It's, it's going to be a rabbit. It'll be a crazy yeah. crowd. Yeah. If you're healthy, and that is a big if, you got to be. You can't win that game without Fabian. You can't win that game without your starters yeah. out there. But if they are, I'm not willing to concede it. I would have been likely to concede that. I mean, as a competitor, you always want to play, but you get what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to pick games on the schedule that you think, ah, it's a loss, you know, that would have been one. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Clemson's got some problems. It's fun to watch them struggle just to see that I, they may have some, some culture issues, Tom. Yeah, we, you know, we could kind of smell that all the way down Man, here. We've been talking about Ooh, it for a little what while. Is that stench. That's right. Uh, heads up, everybody. Uh, obviously, maybe you're considering, like many others, about buying a new home. Current climate's kind of weird. Uh, we've heard everything about that, right? First, demand's high, inventory's low. How do you get a leg up on the competition, all that other stuff? But uh, I would suggest uh, that if you're inquiring about said uh, buying of a home, you got to start with my friend Shannon at Legendary Home Loans. Shannon will get you set up with complete pre-approval underwriting. That's no longer an upgrade. That's got to be a standard thing. It is for them. 
And if you want to get a offer on a new home pushed to the front of the line, you need TBD full underwriting approval from Legendary Home Loans. You'll shorten, even remove your finance contingency, and the sellers will know that your offer is very real, ready to go. Uh, it's tough out there. We know that. But you want to be on a winning team and a proven winning team, and that is our partner, Shannon, with Legendary Home Loans. You can give a call today, 844-FSU-LOAN, 844-FSU-LOAN, or visit FSUHomeLoans.com. That is FSUHomeLoans.com. So, you know, one of the fun things about college football right now is when you don't focus on, say, the Blue Bloods of college football or you just ignore Georgia, who are playing a different level of football over here. They're just ridiculous. Like, you might ask yourself a couple of things at the start of every weekend. First of all, if you're an old, obviously, what time do we play? When do we play? Where do we play? All that stuff you should know. You probably got it in the back of your mind already. But then secondly, you'd say, what time and where does App State play this weekend? Because I'm kind of... (laughs) <laughs> Got to make sure I'm tuned into that. And then you would say, well, at least as it pertains to this weekend, I know we play at 8, but I cannot miss Duke and Kansas. I mean, that is going to be a war, folks. Two undefeated clubs getting after it this weekend in the form of Duke at Kansas. Massive September football matchup for you, folks. We'll have a, we'll have a better two. And then if I'm a Nebraska fan, this season's a wash. You know you're not going to win, but maybe two more games perhaps. But let Kansas win six, seven games and then go take their coach. Because Lance Leopold is a beast. He won at Buffalo. He's won everywhere he's ever been. He's 58 years old and ready to roll. He's got that team legitimately playing elite offense. Kansas is averaging 53 points a game. It's insane. Go get that guy. There are no guarantees, and Nebraska doesn't have very good players right now, but I don't think Kansas has a ton of good players, and I'd go get that guy. So we've got a place we can go during the bye week, October the 22nd. Kansas? No. We could go to Kid Brewer Stadium that Wednesday night for a little Sunbelt action between... The Sunbelt's just that. App State, of course. That's Kid Brewer. Hosting Georgia State. Ooh. You want to make a roadie on the bye week? To Boone? Yeah. I've been to Boone many times. Many, many times. It's a fun little place, man. Boone's fun. It's fun to visit. I, I People get carried away. Oh, I live in Boone. I'm living in Boone. But I, I, visiting Boone is a lot of fun. I don't know, maybe. But it's a Wednesday, Tom. I got the golf show. He can take a week off. Trey would understand. I'm going to Boone, Trey. Oh, well, if you're going to Boone. <laughs> I wouldn't mind going to Boone, but uh, that's a Wednesday? Mm, I don't know. That's tough. Uh, I do. I know this, by the way. I'm getting more emboldened. I know we got BC this week, but I, I, I watched every second of that over that I hit on the uh, Liberty uh, weight game. Their defense is ass. We're going to be all right there, buddy. You think so? I even even if we've got backup situations on offense? I, I, I'm not writing us off. I like us. We're just going to be able to run the ball? Life Spectator, you can drive to Boone. It's a nice drive, actually. Well, not on the way there, but once you get there, it's nice because you drive, man, you get in that Blue Ridge Parkway and go. It's beautiful, beautiful travels.
I watched every second of Purdue and Syracuse, and that game craziest was on. fourth quarter ever, craziest game ever. It was nuts, and also all the penalties. Those two teams are ridiculous. It was a ridiculous game, but it doesn't matter. It was awesome. Just when you assumed something was going to happen, it would, because you'd guess and say, you know, it would be the weirdest thing that could possibly happen in this moment, and then bam, Purdue and Syracuse would give it to you. Amazing. <laughs> I wanted to say X is going to give it to you as soon as you said give it to you. <laughs> Detail, I've been to Boone. It is pretty. Those are pretty hills, man. Pretty hills. Good times up there. All right, we got to do probables. I'm over here meandering about, not really thinking about anything other than that. Baseball's being played, Tom. It's being played. Cue it up. It's time for how you say with the pitching, uh, probably. I saw where uh, our boys had a little dust up this weekend. Didn't we? We beaned one of your guys. Yeah. We threw it. Uh, no did we throw at Adam? I don't know yeah, if we threw at him. I wasn't watching. We, we had football, man. Like the know. job, the day job is calling, unfortunately. We uh, tied the National League record yesterday with 20 Ks. Well, it's the Pirates lineup. You can do that. O'Neill Cruz, by the way, oh. hit a bomb. Another laser. I wish I could have live bet that. I could predict when DeGrom is done. And I knew 2-2, two, two, he's going to throw the slider. He falls in love with the damn slider. He left it up. When he gets tired, why are you throwing the slider when you get tired? You do the opposite. You throw the fastball when you get tired, my man. Delta 8 floating in the salt. Tallulah, baby. There it is if you're watching on screen. That could be you. That could be you, but you're messing around. You go float. Get you some of the CBD and the juices from my friends at Tallulah. Old P. Simpson must be a Braves fan. They just can't let anything go. <laughs> That's the little man syndrome at work right there, Preston. Oh, my. Getting testy out here. Twins, Guardians are in the fifth. It's 4-2 to two, Cleveland. Sonny Gray, Cal Quantrill, Mariners, Angels, Logan Gilbert, Jose Suarez, Astros, Rays, Luis Garcia, Drew Rasmussen, Cubs, Marlins, Wade Miley, Edward Cabrera, Tigers, Orioles, Tyler Alexander, Tyler Wells, Nationals, Braves, Corey Abbott, Kyle Wright, Mets, Brewers, Max Scherzer, Corbin Burns, Giants, Rockies, Jacob Judas, Chad Cool, D-backs Dodge, Merrill Kelly and Clayton Kershaw, and that is look at those that shout us out of the boat. Have you gotten to the place where you're going to find a television to see judges bid? For uh, home run plateaus? Yeah, yeah, I, I will. Um, is he at 58? 59. 59. Yeah, he hit two yesterday. And his last at bat? Came close. I mean, the exit velocity was there. It was just a, a hard hit double. Bounced off the warring track. Yeah, I don't have anything against Judge. I hate the Yankees, but I don't have anything against Judge. So. It's just so cool. I, I'm not a Yankee guy either, but, yeah. I mean, this dude is going to be, because they're, he's not tied to Royds at all, he could but, be the home run king. Yeah, he could be. Um yeah, he's not tied the roids, although I, who knows. Agreed. I mean, Even I've Dean Gordon I learned my lesson. Uh, he is a mountainous man, though, just in general. He is a mountainous man. One would think that he comes by this naturally. You'd like to believe, but I've learned you can't do that because of people like D. Gordon and others. Fatty, fat, fat, fat for you was a steroid guy for years. Yeah, Bartolo is not a great guy in general, but everybody loves him because he's fat. Because he's fat and hit a home run. Well, you're talking about the off-the-field stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't yeah, read all those He had stories. two separate families at the same time. They didn't know about each other. My man's out here running around like it's 1946. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had the, the, I, <laughs> the, the pre-internet, Bartolo, you could have maybe done that. Right. but that, 
How many how many nineteen fifty two a hole like five family guys were there rolling around mm-hmm. Nowhereville, Kansas, probably living a mile I mean, within each other? <laughs> you got like a you know, family in Albany and Macon. Uh, yeah, nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody knows. Yeah. You could you could disappear. Uh, prior to the computer, uh, there ain't no disappearing and now. People will find you at all times. Oh, you were being watched at all times. Once once we said yes to the cell phone, that was it. That yeah, was walking around with many computers in our hands, man. It's mm-hmm. nuts. It's, I try, I, I've lost this battle. I, I know I have. I know that the first thing that uh, that you shouldn't do in the morning is check your phone, and yet it's the first thing I do do. So, Correct. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. I do it, and I know it's not. I shouldn't do it. Did you see the numbers on Spencer Strider? Got to give the Braves a little bit of love here. He, He's uh, good. The list of pitchers who uh, can strike out over 200 and allow fewer than 100 hits is like it's infinitesimal. And he might do it as a rookie. It's nuts. 200 plus Ks, fewer than 100 hits. That's crazy. Yeah, I love when you see the anomaly in today's game uh, because that it seems more and more just because the philosophies have changed about both hitting and pitching. You don't see many of those old school type things. It's awesome when you do. It's like a guy who hits for power but doesn't strike out. Right. What? Yep. Who is this person? This is a throwback. Stan Musial, there you are. It's been a long time. There's the music. Time's up. I hope we get good news tomorrow about the injuries. Oh, man. Cross my fingers. I, I hope. But the over under has one half of one person that we can report. On. I know we're not. Yeah, I know. Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the day. We'll be back with you with Seminole headlines tomorrow. Don't forget in the coop tonight at seven thirty on War Chant TV. Peace. Mm-hmm.